and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I am an onboard fetus in a womb. And I will be doing everything I can to fight for your rights. <laughs> no one else's, but your rights, the rights of AR-15s. Yeah. It's the yeah. American way, baby. Well, once once the uh, Supreme Court gets done overturning Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. Wade, we can move on to the important thing of making sure that like every child is born with an AR-15 gifted to them. I would. I honestly think there's a realistic chance. <laughs> we are in uncharted territories, man. That at some point they'll be like, "Listen, okay, so we're having a shooting. You know, every couple mass shooting every few days. Uh huh. Why not just issue everyone a gun and make it mandatory that they carry them? It's not going to get worse. <laughs> it might get worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if our lives have proven anything, it's that things they will get worse. <laughs> that that'll happen. So, Michael. What are we talking about this so, week? We're going to spend some time today going over uh, the death of Roe v. Wade. Okay. Uh, how the religious right has successfully pwned our asses. Yes. And mm-hmm. maybe even more interestingly, uh, how this is just the beginning. Uh, mm, and how, yes. like, if you were panicking about this, uh, just just know you should be far more panicked. <laughs> it's going to get so much worse. It, it, is it great that we do a podcast about how your life is about to get more terrible? Everything is a black pill. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just reality. <laughs> I mean, that's true, though. Yeah. But before we get there, Allard, yes. uh you have had somebody running through your brain. A fascination. A man yes. that you just can't quite quit an erotic fixation uh-huh. i i would say describe it that you have way. been talking to me about this man for quite a while now and i mm-hmm. think it's time to bring it to the pod uh consider this a confession uh <laughs> this is a chance for you to really share a little bit about what's on your mind zachary what's on your heart this week these are my confessions um honestly the person that i cannot stop thinking about Charles Ellis Schumer, <laughs> the Senate Majority Leader. The most boring man on the planet. <laughs> but that's it, right? Because, like, you know, I think about sort of, you know, all the sort of characters. Yes. Right? And there's no sort of way to think of Washington other than as this group of psychos that are all eating babies behind the scenes. The worst improv group. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. We live in Los Angeles. I just. I'm not saying it's not a high bar. I'm saying I think they might clear it. <laughs> That's that's like I don't know. We might need to talk about improv off pod. <laughs> we can't get into our uh, theories about how Q is real, but it's all just improv comedians. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem I have with Q is if they are improv comedians. Okay, all I say. So like. You know, Trump, you know, you kind of know he's about, he's very present. You know, you've got Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. the erstwhile and soon to be again. Yes. Senate Majority Leader, who like when he was the Majority Leader was so present mm-hmm. every day in the news doing some kind of new crime to like make your life worse. Yes. Just and, ritually executing one person in Kentucky every single day. I mean, honestly, like how do you think he's still alive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Nancy Pelosi, like who, you know, is the House Majority Leader, uh, used to be Speaker of the House, and is very, very present. Yes, yes. To a point, you know, where she is just like constantly in the news complaining about the squad or something. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the squad is lifting her up constantly. But, yeah. You know, and, and, you, know. And, you know, passing enormous bills and, you know, just like, and, and talking about January 6th, right? She is like always present. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and uh, not, in the end, not supporting the more progressive 
very heavy quotation marks, larger bill for uh, infrastructure. Of course. In the end, letting that not letting that die when she passes the. Other why one. would Why would we build back at all? Everything's already perfect. <sighs> America's already great. <laughs> um, and. But there's a guy that I still think is like really silent, and that's Chuck Schumer. Where are where is Chuck Schumer, Michael? Uh, that that's a good question because Chuck Chuck sort of manages to float through mm-hmm. a career of immense power. Yes, uh, saying a lot of things that maybe tacitly sound good. It's not uncommon to see him standing next to Bernie, or you know, he'll fire off a tweet being like, "That Biden guy should really do something about student debt." Anyway, that was the funniest thing. The so spot good. the Spotify tweet. A bit, like where he like put Biden's face in the Spotify top five songs, and then put the sentence like "We should cancel student debt" in there. Oh God! I just you're the Senate Majority Leader. Like have a little bit of dignity yeah. for a second. The memification of politics is not my favorite thing on the planet. It's except where guillotines are concerned. Those are always cool. Those are always <laughs> cool, but they're not cool because they're memes. They're cool because they represent something in Minecraft. <laughs> And so I just think it's like really funny. And so I started, it's just been kind of scratching my brain yeah. for a while. Who is, who is Chuck Schumer? Tell me. And I think the, the thing that like I kind of, the thing, the first thing that surprised me when I was reading by him in the news was that apparently he is a news hound. He's considered one of the biggest news hounds. There was a joke, I think from John McCain, but I, I'm probably misattributing it. That like the most from one of those war criminals, one of Take the worst people in the world. That the most dangerous place to be in Washington is between Chuck and a television camera. Oof. But that actually, I think, is a telling detail. Not yeah. that Chuck is like a gross, disgusting politician. They all are. That's not interesting. What's interesting is that he actually isn't doing that these days. He's not that present. He's yeah. not giving a ton of interviews. He is very as the majority leader of the fucking Senate. Not doing a lot. Yeah, he's MIA, for sure. I think that's a telling detail. And so I was was reading his biography. It's mostly what you expect in terms of positions and people. His daughter works for Facebook. Oh, good. so fun. What? so weird. I love it when people of immense uh, political control over my (laughs) life also have close personal Mm -hmm. connections to tech companies that have immense personal control over my life. That's great. I love it. Yep. He went to Harvard Law. Because oh, of course he you did. Just say the test tube that like we <laughs> we make all of these fucks in. Like. Yep. Um. He. Yeah. He's been called an incorrigible publicity hound. Yeah, that's Barack fascinating. Because o- even when you right. said news hound, I thought you were talking about like his intake of no. the news, not his incessant need to be in front of a camera. Barack Obama joked that he brought the press to a banquet as his quote loved ones. <laughs> but again, he's just not really present. Yeah. Um, a weird detail about Chuck that I just want to mention is that he visits every year every county in New York State. Okay. And he's very proud of this. Uh-huh. And but beyond that, he has all the vague crime stuff that you think. He is against deregula- he's he's uh, against regulation of banks because of Wall Street. He has generally been against higher taxes, so there's some waffling on that more lately for people like on Wall Street. Yes. He voted for the Iraq war. He um let's see what other what, what other delightful yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he me through it, baby. thinks BDS should be illegal. Whatever you think wow. about Israel, he just thinks that should be illegal. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty hawkish on Israel, right? Um, he's extremely hawkish yeah. on Israel, and 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 again, Israel. Uh, he's also been a bit overly critical, I would say, of Palestinians, which is kind of gross from a position uh, yes. of immense power. Um, he in 2013 he said the death penalty would be appropriate for Sarnayev. 
huh. which is like a weird approach for a Democrat. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been some like, of course, gross shit. I'm trying to see if there's anything else worthwhile. Uh, you know, he always is about like kind of grousing about Russia. Well, of um, course. Defense of Marriage Act in 96. Oh, love that. Yeah, he voted for love that. that. Voted for, for that. Um, yeah. So, like, I, so, like, that's kind of what you expect. Like, he is Joe Biden. He is very much mm-hmm. Joe Biden in that he is functionally a blue dog Democrat. New York tends to elect fairly, for such a blue state, it actually doesn't do California, which tends to elect psychos, but they tend to be more leftish for American politics. But in New York, they tend to elect people like Cuomo and Schumer and like more sort of like very center right sort of Democrats. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think we need to acknowledge that like New York is is two New Yorks like right. every major city. And like <laughs> the second you get more than 15 minutes out of the city, uh, having had family from upstate yes. New York, yes. uh, virulent, virulent, <laughs> very little light in between that and my Southern upbringing in terms of politics. Right. And so I think what I, I've got a thesis, but I want to end with here for detail. Here's his top contributors between 1989 there we are. and 2022. Hit me. Number one, Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> Aghast. Number two, Paul Weiss et al. That's not going to mean a lot to you, but it's a white shoe law firm. Of course. That does a lot of gross stuff. But then it gets real fun. Citigroup. (laughs) Oh, man. Blackstone. Oh, fun. Good. J.P. Morgan Chase. Shocked. (laughs) I'm going to skip around a little bit here. Uh, More like white shoe law firms. Morgan Stanley. Jesus Christ. Ernst all of them. He got them all. He collected them all. This man is a pokey master. <laughs> Next Era Energy, which is the largest. I looked this up because I was curious. The largest energy company in Florida, which huh. is a very weird detail. It's been around for about 100 years. Interesting. They have transitioned to renewables, but believe it or not, they were not always. Shocked. Uh, KKR and Co., which is, I think, a defense contractor. Yeah, you missed a K there. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah. Um, New York Life Insurance. Price Waterhouse Coopers, mm. um, Credit Suisse, Corning Incorporated, which does a lot of defense stuff because it's the glass company, Lockheed Martin. Oh, uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> and so, like, I think the thing with Chuck, the reason why the the incorrigible publicity hound uh-huh. is so absent is because he has been paid to do exactly what he is doing now. Yeah. It's cool, chill it, send some tweets. Um, you know, occasionally stand with Bernie and say, like, I think we should get rid of student debt. But in no way, go to the person whose boss he was, uh-huh. Joe Biden, for uh-huh. decades, and be like, hey, Joe, yep. we need to do this or we'll lose whatever. Yes. Yeah. The, the man exists uh, precisely to stop. Swings yes. in momentum. Yeah. He is the most corporatist. Like oh, yeah. I mean, and all these fuck those guys. To be clear, but like, yeah, if <laughs> if your major donors are all just defense track uh, contractors and banks, like, hmm, I wonder what it is that you're doing. And I, I think it it should be said that even though he's not in the public eye this much, like he is still mm-hmm. exerting that power. There's a reason that. We have, uh, you know, a Democrat in the White House, uh, control of Congress, although they keep trying to tell me that we don't. And and yet still nothing seems to get done. And I think you can hang a lot of that on Chuck being like, well, I'll send the tweet. And the tweet is actually an important part of it. The Mm. like, oh, yeah. Talk to me about like just the language of progressive values 
uh, just being flouted by this guy. Meanwhile, he's doing fucking nothing. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, like, you would never see Mitch McConnell talk about the Senate parliamentarian. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. once. And Chuck Schumer, like, there are whole articles about, like, well, the Democrats and the parliamentarian are going to put their heads together. And it's like, what the fuck? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That's not a thing. The obsolescence is intentional, and Chuck right. is a big part of the fact that Congress doesn't do yes. anything except suck the dick of all yeah. the people on the donor list. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I mean, he's taken, you know, I, I think 33-ish million over his, in those, like, decades. Yeah, so it's like about a million a year from the, this collection of just ghouls, the <laughs> yeah. most monstrous humans in the world. Yeah, yeah. Literal blood money at every yeah, turn. Of course. Like, every dollar is an eviction. Every dollar yeah. is a, a missile being fired at an mm-hmm. innocent family. Like You don't get the largest defense budget in history more than they asked for for the Pentagon without this guy getting money from defense contractors and banks. And you can't extract banks from defense contractors because there's a huge part of where banks get their money is from investments in places like bank, uh, go defense contractors. Of course, of course, because it's a growing industry. It's a, it's a great place to put your money. Yeah. There's, there's always something for them to do, as it turns out. And so I think this is going great for Chuck. Chuck is doing what he's going to be doing until he hands the reins off to Mitch next year, because gosh darn it, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then and then that'll be great, because then that'll create the crisis they need to campaign on. Because, yep. again, it's all... pays more money. Yeah, yeah. And to be like, well, we have to <laughs> stop them. Now, once we have power and control, we're not going to do fuck and all. I mean, no. this is just the ratchet theory in practice. Yeah. But I think what we're trying to get at is that, like, r- Chuck is such an essential part of Ratchet Oh, yeah. Like, we push right, mm-hmm. but Chuck is the one that does the work to, like, yes. keep us from going back. And he's certainly not alone in that. No. I mean, like, we live in a world where Pelosi and Feinstein and, like, every yeah. other one of these fucks exists. But you couldn't do it without Chuck. You couldn't it. have it be that effective mm. without Chuck. Without Chuck just stilling the waters at yeah. every turn. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah but he does. He, he says, and he says just enough, like, we should cancel student debt. And then he goes goes back to his house whenever well, moses is there trying to lead the people <laughs> uh-huh. out of egypt uh there goes chuck just <laughs> narrowing the the gap in the sea just be like mm, we should probably means test this uh, i don't know yeah. um it's so it's just yeah that's why he's on my mind and that's why the incorrigible publicity hound is silent hmm that is fascinating. Yeah. I actually, yeah, i'll speak to my own political ignorance here i had no idea that that was like chuck's legacy or like even just how he was viewed in congress me either (laughs) until i looked it up incredible yeah incredible stuff i think that actually does segue mostly it was just a chance for like zach to get something out of his brain so i (laughs) don't have to hear about it for the next month and a half oh that's not gonna happen (laughs) fuck you but i i think actually like the conversation we're about to have about Roe v. Wade, about how it's gone, yes. just be aware, yes. it's gone, it's yes. done, uh, could not exist without Congress being such an ineffectual bag oh, yeah. of douchebags and, and villains. Of course. Like, uh, but yeah, let's get to it. Okay. All right, Zach, you ready? You ready to <laughs> no, dive in? It's going to be not. really fun. This is such a fun episode. I'm having fun. <laughs> I am having fun, but that's just because I enjoy your company. Oh, We're the best. We are the best. We should get tacos. You. Yeah. I love tacos. All right, guys. This has been Shitty Christians. (laughs) See you in two weeks uh, when we're going to want more tacos. Yeah. All right. Missouri. Abortion ban. 15 weeks. Okay. This is where we start. This case, this law, tailor-made to take on Roe. Mm -hmm. Um, Direct defiance of what up to that point had been a 23-week ban Mm -hmm. and... 
maybe you know as Roe had already been weakened once uh, the undue burden clause but this is yes. very directly a fuck you Roe mm-hmm. law intentionally created at this moment to challenge uh, Roe v. Wade now we get to the Supreme Court hearing we all knew was coming. Um, there was a lot of talk early on about how this there was a good chance that this wasn't going to be a complete overturning of Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. that this was going to be yeah. another weakening. So I was referencing like Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which is when they added the undue burden clause that right. opened up the door to a lot of the state laws that we've yeah. seen. And I think one of the early points I want to make is abortion is already functionally illegal in of course. most of the United yeah. States. Like, yeah, and basically virtually most of the red states. Yeah, there, there are, you know... We've talked about it before. You can go back to episode 10 of our pod where we get into sort of the early history of the pro-life mu- movement right. and the religious right. So we're not going to dive Con into all that again. and freaks. But, you know, we already <laughs> have laws on the books like in Texas being yeah. like every abortion clinic needs to have hospital with hallways yeah. because abortion is so dangerous that if you yeah. can't run somebody down yeah, a they hallway. they have to have a certain kind of width. And, and they have to have admission privileges, the doctors exactly. too, which is like a giant pain. Yeah, which which doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, and, it's not and very intentionally, once you also remember that this is Texas, and they're not going to give abortion exactly. clinics those privileges, uh, just means that abortion is functionally legal. And that simple law, a law about like widths of hallways, managed to yeah. shut down like most of the remaining clinics yeah. in Texas. So yeah. like, just to be clear, this is not new. This is something that yeah. has already existed. But yep. now we are coming for Roe. And it appears that Roe is going to be fully overturned. Which um, is, like, a pretty big thing. That is quite literally going to be one of the first times the Supreme Court has actively just been, like, fuck precedent. Yeah. Like, up until this point, precedent has held, like, a fairly high standard in the Supreme mm. Court for, for better and for ill. Yeah. But, like... This is going to be one of the first times that they are going to just out and out say, nope, that was wrong. We're not doing that anymore. And that is going to, just so we're clear, open the door for a lot more of that. Oh, yes. Uh, But let's get into just a couple quotes from the oral arguments. Uh, This has been Kavanaugh's drum to bang for a long time. Uh, But he's like, hey, so you're arguing that the Constitution is silent and therefore neutral on the Mm. question of abortion. Kavanaugh asked a lawyer with Mississippi with seeming approval. There's no seeming here. In other words, the Constitution is neither pro-life nor pro-choice on the question of abortion, but leaves the issue for the people of the states. Perhaps Congress could resolve the democratic process. Uh, this is going away. Full board. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it's he, worth he's saying. He's telling you this. He's telling you this. <laughs> uh, and, and let's just take a moment here to mm-hmm. remember yeah. the Kavanaugh hearings, because this was a big part of the Kavanaugh hearings before mm. we decided to trust the FBI to tell us if this man was a rapist. That's the best. It's so good. You know you know the end of that story? They gave everything to the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely delightful that, like, oh, yes, the institution that killed JFK, or not, well, no, that was the CIA. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The CIA killed JFK. The institution that killed Martin Luther King Jr., yep. that mm-hmm. killed the civil rights movement mm-hmm. leaders, the, that has a long history to this day of white supremacy and sexual abuse. I mean, yep. they're FBI agents agents who were hired to stop child porn mm. getting busted for all of their child porn like Trump. that institution yes. is where the democrats fled to to protect mm-hmm. them james from... comey uh daddy james comey yeah uh, oh oh he's so tall and handsome Such, absolute cuck shit oh my god absolutely embarrassing you think the democrats want the cops to save them yes so is... badly they're this... trying to call the referee so badly <laughs> they they want they just want that yellow card it's so pathetic it's really bad okay so but 
specifically Roe came up. And this was a big thing for Susan Collins, a Republican. Right. But like she was like, Roe is so important to me. I need to know. Mm. And Kavanaugh said, I consider Roe settled. Settled case law. It's done. It's handled. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, and then he called her sweetie and patted her on the ass, which I thought was weird. I thought it was weird. She didn't think it was weird, though. Yeah, but yeah, she was totally chill with it. I, I think I think Susan Collins is, uh, you know, like, obviously a villain. Yeah. But, like, you know, you still have, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying he's, like, a very smart man, Mr. Kavanaugh. And I just think, you know, uh, Democrats didn't do anything to stop this. Oh, no. They... Like, because Republicans were always going to do this. Susan Collins is just, it's just two people lying to each other for four public... So to cover themselves. Yeah, to, to, to get what they want done, they are both going to lie. One of them's going to lie and say that he doesn't intend to fully throw out Roe v. Wade, and the other one's going to lie and say she believes him. And I'm, if you believe that for a second, or if you believe Susan Collins cared about that, you're a fucking idiot. The Republicans are in lockstep. Yeah. They, they were, were always going to do this. They were always going to do this. And, and maybe now is a good time to say, this isn't new. No. This isn't new. Like, we have been in a situation where the Supreme Court has been doing villainous shit for well over a decade. And, of yeah. course, much longer in their history. But the era of the sort of, like, liberal Supreme Court, the Supreme Court that, mm -hmm. that made gay marriage legal, like, that's been gone for a while. I mean, Citizen United uh, yeah. would be one of the first, like, that's uh -huh. a 2010 case, I think. And that has done so much oh my gosh. to destroy it. 2013, Shelby County versus Holder gutting the Voting Rights Act. Yep. Like, they have already been doing this mm -hmm. process before mm -hmm. we were paying attention. And I know that, like, we've screamed out Citizens United. The left has screamed oh, yeah. about these things for a long time. Money but speech. Money is speech and your voting rights don't exist. Like, these things being true before yep. we get to the Trump mm -hmm. justices, and I think a really important point. Yeah. That, like, this process... That's a good point existed before Kavanaugh, before Gorsuch, mm -hmm. and before Amy Coney Barrett. And, like, it's a little rich yeah. to freak out in this moment. Mm -hmm. Not because there's not reason to. Sure. To be clear, this is horrifying. I am I am horrified. We are terrified. This is going to be mm -hmm. bad for women. This is going to be bad for everybody. Like, yeah. this is I cannot, such a dark moment. I'm going to make a joke, though. Yeah, please. I can't, I'm not going to be allowed to go run around and make people pregnant the way that Republicans are always <laughs> saying happens. It's true. I just go around, I get I get women pregnant, and then we get an abortion. That's like a thing I do yeah, all that's the time. Just, that's just a normal thing that happens constantly. It's fun. It's L.A. Of course I do that. <laughs> you Hollywood types. <laughs> but... Uh, but no, like, it's gross. I think it's an important context. So like, this yeah. was already happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were already doing this, and now we are at the point where it's no longer stripping your rights in ways that don't directly affect you, mm. even though they do. Like, yeah. making money speech has made your life demonstrably worse in so many ways. It has yeah. allowed all of the worst elements of society to gain more and more control. Mm -hmm. It has done more to cement the fact that we don't, we never lived in a democracy. We live in a corporate yeah. estate. Like, mm -hmm. like these rulings change all of our lives for the worst so powerfully but now they're coming for your individual rights right and like that yeah. is just beginning mm -hmm. uh so yeah kavanaugh's a liar we of all course. knew that they made he it very beer, clear in oral arguments that like they are not just going for another lessening of roe they are going to overturn it completely uh and i think it's perhaps helpful to look at what's coming down the pike yeah let's do it let's um, uh now, now that Roe is gone, let's look down the path. Yeah, yeah, because... Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? And, and let me quote somebody. This is Catherine Brightbill on Twitter. She said, y'all are out here freaking about 
out about Roe, not realizing that they are 10 steps ahead of you and have been for decades. Yep. They've been teaching kids in Christian schools for at least half a century that Brown versus Board of Education was wrongly decided because they relied on psychological research to determine that there's no such thing as separate but equal. Some Something that these orgs only figured out years later, talking about liberal orgs that sort of supported homeschool rights bills, mm-hmm. that Mike Ferris, and I'm going to talk about Mike Ferris, through Mike Pence, has already pushed uh, a state-level version of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, something that Mm. has been deemed unconstitutional. Congress passed and the Supreme Court deemed it was unconstitutional, but it exists in Indiana. And then he went on television to brag about how it was always intended to legalize religiously motivated discrimination. And that is what's coming down the pike. There is a, there are oral arguments this week about a school in Maine mm. because there's an interesting thing in Maine where because our public school system is so poorly funded, in places where public schools are too sparse, uh, yeah. the government will pay you uh, to send your kids to private school. It's like eleven grand a year to mm. help defer the cost of private school as long as it's not a religious institution. Interesting. So, <laughs> the court case that is happening now is mm. saying that that is, in fact, religious discrimination. Bing. And Kavanaugh made it very clear that he agrees that this isn't about, for him, this isn't about uh, religious, uh, this, isn't, this isn't about treating religious institutions with, you know, more value than they're worth. This is just about equality. If you're being mm. able to mm-hmm. pay to send your kid to a secular school, then you should be able to pay, get paid to send your kid to a religious school. Uh, and we are going to end up in a space where religious schools are taxpayer funded. That's going to happen. And we're going, they're going to come for Bob Jones. Bob Jones famously mm-hmm. lost his yep. tax exempt status because they were racist as shit. <laughs> and that is going to go away. Of course. Like, like they are already working on something Republicans do really well as they build up smaller case law. And I think uh, it's worth noting that, like, We've talked a lot about the sort of fashy, Trumpy, like yeah. religious right, that mm. sort of rise of this like hyper Christian nationalist movement. Like that is its own thing. Yeah. And it plays into the things that is happening in the courts. But the things that have happened with our courts is actually comes from a very different side of conservatism. Mm. It's the Federalist Society. Yeah. And it is the more educated elements of the religious right that right now you can see kind of poo-pooing Christian nationalism. But they're the ones that have been working for decades to pack the courts, that have been working on building up this case law so that when they get to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court can be like, well, there's precedent for this. Um, And the the thing is, like, they may think that the sort of Q-pilled evangelicals are kind of their uh, problematic cousins. Yeah. But they will, because the right is better at this than we will fucking seemingly ever be, they will go along with it. They will, in lockstep, the Federalist Society, freakish, uh, white educated Catholics, and capitalists, and Q-pilled insane people Mm -hmm. will all link arms together. Because at the end of the day, their interests are aligned enough. Of course. And they, so they will complain about it. You know, you'll probably hear some version of grousing about it from the I Federalist mean, Society types. We hear types. this from Democrats right now yeah. being like, we need a strong Republican Party. We need, we need that classic Republican value that thought women aren't people. Like, we, we need that. Let's need, get back to that. We need the classic Republican Party that destroys a third world country every few years yeah, and well, kills a million people. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. But, like, they will, in the end, go along with it. They will probably they will probably be gasp a little bit in horror mm-hmm. at some of the camps, but they'll be like, "Hey, listen, you know, like, uh, you know, we we can't live in a decadent society." Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, 
they are they are going to make their path together regardless yeah. but uh, they already I think have <laughs> they're doing it currently and ultimately just just so everyone is aware they're going to come for birth control oh yes uh that is absolutely something we've mm. already seen with like hobby lobby yeah. being able to deny access to abortion and Let me birth put this control. way you can't get it at georgetown you're not gonna be able to get it anywhere else catholics or evangelicals are in charge yeah the the amy coney barrett and kavanaugh of it yeah. all decrees that even this thing that most evangelicals don't support when it comes yeah. to birth control it's not gonna matter because huh. the catholics are in charge now they got yeah. this don't worry about it y'all. funny funny how the catholics ended up in charge again of a country that's weird. so crazy so what weird. are the odds so weird you know the happens. thing the thing that the anti-semites get wrong is that there was a cabal it was just catholics it was catholics all along it's the catholics all along damn yeah. it we need to start using the uh the three parentheses but for catholics that's actually <laughs> fucking great i want to do that uh it is a whole ass thing and and maybe now we should take a look at because i saw a take mm-hmm. that i think is worth investigating Ooh. It's a Facebook take, so I don't want to harp on this person too much because they're just an idiot on Facebook. <laughs> Although the- you found it. Eh? Yeah. Eh? yeah. yeah. Listen. listen. Uh, and yet you participate in Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Curious. <laughs> and what was amazing about that is they correctly identified. They were like, they have been working on this for decades. Yeah. They said it. They were like, hey, the religious right, this has been their their modus operandi. They have been doing this. They've been doing this in the yeah. open. This isn't fucking secret. Despite Kavanaugh lying on the stand, this has not <laughs> been a fucking secret. Right. Yeah. Uh, we knew it then. Yeah. Let's take a look. And then they went on to say something kind of special. Okay. And this is why you must vote blue no matter who. <laughs> 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 I am going to kill this person. Not in Minecraft. I'm going to find them. I am inciting violence. Yeah, that's right. I am not going to share their name with you. Uh, and I thought that was particularly special because it's, it's worth beautiful. noting. I've seen that take on Twitter too. It's around. Of course, of course. That like, yes, this is a Republican thing for sure. But yeah. it could not have happened without Democratic inaction at every step of the way and we can't talk about this problem without talking about how it only got to this point because of a lot of other things so let's go back to the year 2009 shall we hope oh shit it's in the white house obama's there baby i'm young again he's gonna fix it yeah you're you're rocking out you're rocking out to your Mm, indie mm, rock mm, albums mm. your your pits are passioned uh wow yeah that's a call that's a call nice uh and and in this moment, there is some concern. Left is just just a wee bit concerned. Yeah. Just just uh-huh. a spinch. Mm-hmm. They're like, hmm, we got this guy in the White House. He yep. has a supermajority, but he's not really doing anything with judges, and that seems important. We yep. should probably get some judges in there because otherwise, that's going to be bad for us mm-hmm. if yep. Republicans get to put all those judges in there. And so they went to talk to Obama. Yep. But they didn't quite make it to Obama because there was one man that stood between them and the president. And that man was Rahm Emanuel. I'm I'm fighting myself right now from just getting deleted on this getting canceled. <laughs> yeah. We talked about I'm, it. We were like, we're not gonna be able to make it through this podcast without saying some shit that we are going to get in trouble for. I am I'm trying I'm I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> and Rahm Emanuel had some words for them. Mm. As they were sort of pleading mm-hmm. their case to him, he snapped and he shut them down. And he said, we don't give a fuck about justices. 
I mean, okay, this is the guy that covered up the murder of some black youths. I guess that you know that that tracks with his sort of like interests. It it does track pretty well, right? And there is a whole other podcast to be said about like the right hand man mm. of these democratic. Yeah, that's been in your nice brain, guy. Yeah, I, I haven't fully processed it, but it's like Garcetti. Yeah, just the, last week there was a news report that his number two has been a serial sexual harasser for basically Garcetti's entire career. And Garcetti was cracking jokes about like, haha, I can't believe we haven't gotten sued for this dude yet, and then they did. Uh, L.A. is filled with. Every fucking I love this town is filled with every pederast and assaulter. Oh, it's crazy. Ghouls. I am just like constantly running through men trying to grab me. It is a real ass thing. And like I think there's something you said for like the the nice guy lib can only yeah. exist mm-hmm. if there is an unmi- unmitigated asshole. Just just yeah. the biggest cunt you've ever met. <laughs> but really uh standing next to him. Telling him what to do and preventing him from any accountability. And I mean, that's, but we're not going to get all the way. But Rom did that for hundreds of things. Of course. Rom's in the way of things like Medicare for all, which again, Obama let him do. But still, yeah. Rom was in the way of that. He he was a very blue dog guy because his brother, speaking of Hollywood, makes fucking billions of dollars at the head, as the head of WME. Funny how that works. His WME, bro- a place that has never had any issues yeah. with people inappropriately touching other no people. ethical problems at william morris endeavor uh the last thing i want to say about the the emmanuels their third brother there's a third emmanuel who wrote an article in the atlantic being like you know people after a certain age shouldn't be allowed to live oh my god yeah i remember that that was that, really that special is, that is the troika of emmanuels good yes. guys Lo- love a little democratic eugenics out there in the world mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. love to see it so yeah so you got rom yep. unless you think this is just rom obama left a massive gap huge uh, in judicial appointments now some of that of course was after he lost the super majority like as we were talking about earlier yep. um the motherfucker from Kentucky whose name I don't Mitch want McConnell. you to say. Oh, I don't want you to say. No, it's fine. Uh, like, did everything he could to block those appointments. But, but there the was thing. time before that. That's the thing. Not only was there time before that, also, you're the president. Yep. You're the goddamn president. All the men with guns, listen to you. There's also recess appointments. You yep. could just put everyone in. You could have gotten Merrick Garland in that Christmas. And that's what I wanted to talk about next was Merrick Garland because this yes. was another moment where there was a very crucial thing that could have happened. Yeah. Mitch McConnell made it very clear he had no interest in in doing anything that would allow yeah. uh, Obama to appoint. But here's the thing. Obama didn't need him. Yeah. Obama doesn't care. He could have done a recess appointment. I'm not saying it would have been a legal battle. I'm not saying Republicans wouldn't have freaked out about it. But he would have won. But he could have done it. He would have won. And Garland would have been on the Supreme Court. And we wouldn't be in this situation in yep. the same way we are now. Hmm. But instead, Obama chose to do exactly what Rom said. Not give a fuck. On top of that, Obama could have, they could have very much pressured RBG to retire. Yeah. When she had her, was in her 80s and had her first of multiple cancer scares. Yeah. We, we're going to, we're going to get to RBG. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay. Don't you worry. So then, of course, we have this massive gap in federal yes. appointments. Uh, Trump swings in. He loves it. He's so excited. Oh, yeah. He's bragging about, like, he's like, I don't know why he left me all these appointments. And, like, he's kind of right. Like, obviously, yeah, yeah. that only could have happened with Mitch. But he's not wrong to point no. out that that gap was an unforced error. He sticks Gorsuch in. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that a little bit because that appointment was tailor-made for one Anthony Kennedy. And there's been a lot of like sort of Russiagate conspiracy theories mm. about how Kennedy got bought out. But here's the thing. Kennedy didn't need a buyout. No. Kennedy just needed to be courted. Kennedy was ready to bounce. And all it took was 
hmm, I don't know, a long history of his son funding Trump projects mm -hmm. at Deutsche Bank and that close personal connection. Yeah. Uh, Trump blowing smoke up his ass. But Gorsuch was specifically chosen to make Kennedy think that Trump could be trusted to make yeah. reasonable appointments. Gorsuch is not a reasonable appointment, as we have seen. He has become like far less of a swing vote than I think Libs wanted to believe he was. Yeah, uh, and it's embarrassing. The only Protestant on the court. Yeah, absolutely. He is as villainous as the rest of these fucks, just nicer about it. Yeah, uh, has great hair. But fuck, it, fuck that guy. He's got Mitt Romney hair, and I hate him for it. I do always hate that um <laughs> but here's the thing kavanaugh was a clerk for kennedy like they yeah. already had that of connection course. like this this virulent sexual assaulting uh catholic asshole who wants nothing more than to strip not just reproductive rights away from women but yeah. a lot of other things too. I, I think my favorite detail of this is that like the epstein-ishness of kavanaugh that mm -hmm. like he also teaches women girl high school girl soccer which is yeah. just like no stop and it don't do Get, that don't do that get don't away that. i Generally speaking, uh, I'm going to get canceled for this, but men, men should not teach women in any context ever. Just shouldn't be allowed to exist. Yeah. yeah, No you know professors, what? no teachers, no coaches. I'm sorry. We've proven we can't be trusted. Men shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't, no, just. Kidding. I don't just want, <laughs> I just don't want women pastors. I want women to be the only pastors. You know what? I'm not, not saying it would solve every fine. problem. I'm saying it would solve a lot of them. You know what? Why not? Yeah. Why not? We tried it the other way. It didn't work out so good. <laughs> All right. So you got you got Kennedy and and yeah. all these conspiracy theories that don't have to exist because Kennedy wanted to do this. Of like course. all he needed was a little a little, a little song and dance, a little little pony yeah. show. Uh, he steps down, sitting away for Kavanaugh, yep. and then of course Amy Coney Barrett just waltzing on in there. It, absolutely nothing to be done at that point. Like the the die was cast because of one Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and we need to take this moment to just recognize <laughs> that Ruth has who was championed as a mm -hmm. defender of women's rights for yes. her entire career, single-handedly confirmed. Yeah. It, it was a lot more things than hers. We already talked of about course. a lot of other dominoes had to fall of first, course. but that was the linchpin in the end. And she will go down in history as, as the person who had the ability to protect mm -hmm. uh, women's reproductive rights and simply chose not to drank her own Kool-Aid. And I just, Lose my mind every time her name is brought up. I heard somebody this week saying, well, yeah. I don't think we can should have age limits on elected office because, you know, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg had run for something, I would have voted for her. She's like, why? So she can continue to, you know, support cops, uh, rule against activists. Fuck like, over indigenous folks. Like, oh, my God. Like, her legacy on the court was so much worse than her legacy as a lawyer. And that never gets talked about. It's no, really staggering how she was at best a centrist and in some cases really really awful mm -hmm. on issues of race on racial justice uh, for indigenous Land justice back. yeah just staggeringly bad there's no other way we ha I, I i'm gonna say a little bit of the quiet part loud there's no other way to view it as yeah. like she it's 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 an it's a what should be a heartwarming moment for identity mm -hmm. but it isn't because she sucked yeah and it's i understand that you want more powerful women in the court uh, Sotomayor is the only justice I pretty much like. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. But I also want to hold them to the same standards I hold any of these people. Oh, and, yeah. And there's no way to view it as dis disappointing and damaging to the cause that she didn't retire when she was when she was 80, in her 80s. In her 80s, with cancer scares, knowing full well that her health was not good. The oldest woman alive! <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God! And, uh, <laughs> and yet, because of her, here we are. 
Here yeah. we are. And a lot more than her, to be clear. They got, but again. They put in a Catholic that was under 50 when she got confirmed. Yep. She was under fucking 50. This isn't going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. And for all, again, not unlike student debt, not unlike all the good yeah, things that Democrats course. like to talk about, we are never going to expand the Supreme Court. We are never going to abolish no. the Supreme Court. No. Uh, well, we... and that's the actual thing. Is there yeah. should be no Supreme Court. Absolutely we not. Could, Democrats should play these games better. But, like, the Supreme Court itself is a problem, which is, I think, where you're going with Yeah, this. yeah. Let, we can get there now. Because okay. I, I want to save a little time at the end to get into some of the evangelical reactions to this. But I think this is the moment okay. to talk about, like... The problem is... Fine. Like... You have to treat the Supreme Court the way FDR treated the Supreme Court, which was like, I'm doing this. Me, and at that point, a militant labor movement that mm-hmm. was behind FDR, we are going to do these things. And if we, if you don't get on board, I will get you on board. Yeah. I will pack the courts or you will do it. And you know what? Both kind of happened. He didn't end up packing the Supreme Court, but he ended up, because he was president for so long, appointing so many judges. Yeah. Um, that's one of, the, one of the reasons why we got so many good things. Some of, some of the good things, I should say, in the mm-hmm. 20th century. Um. And But the truth is, the Supreme Court in general exists as a baffle between the will of the people mm-hmm. and actual change. There's no other way to view it. I know the president appoints the justices. Please don't come at me with that as, no, there is democratic control. No, they're fucking isn't. No, they're fucking isn't. First of all, you don't elect the president. The president is the same two guys. Yeah. That's one guy. And thirdly, it is separate from him. It's separate from electoral power. There's no other way to view it. There is no accountability. You can in no way do that. So it exists as a baffle between nine people that are elites, that are part of this class, that are part of a political party to enact power without any kind of accountability. There's and no other way to view the Supreme Court. Absolutely. And and we need to acknowledge that like some of the good things the Supreme Court of have course. done equally undemocratic. Yeah. And like... I'm, I'm sorry, you have to say, like, Brown versus the Board of Education, Virginia, I think it was Loving versus Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, all these things that were good Absolutely. should have not have been accomplished through the courts. They should have been accomplished through where, Michael? Uh, this, this little thing you may have heard about, uh, I don't know, might have come up. Congress. Congress should do fucking anything. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we live in a world where legislation doesn't pass. It doesn't exist. Right. The only things that happen are the bad things that both parties agree on. Right. And, and then sometimes uh, the Republican Party gets to push it, uh, yeah. and then it never gets pushed back. And I got to say, it's pretty disgusting. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so, we're so, both of us, but especially with Twitter, are so angry about RBG. Yeah. Because liberals need to unlearn their obsession with the Supreme Court. It actually is important. Yeah. You should not like these people. These people are between you and justice. They are always <laughs> going to stand between you and justice. And even when they do an unequivocally good thing, making gay marriage yeah, legal, great. absolutely incredible. I, I am so happy that for right now, yes. uh, we are in a space where that is protected. Although I do think once they get done making being trans illegal, they are going to come back for gay marriage. Don't you worry. They shifted all of, of that fear to trans issues, but it's going to swing back because they're going to win and it's going to swing back. Yeah. Cause that's, but, so that's why it's actually but here's fucked the thing up. The, that I'm saying is like, even when good things happen, they are not protected. They are not that's enshrined. It. That's and that's it. the thing is like, we could not be in this moment. If Congress had done anything to protect Roe, Roe was never intended to be the linchpin right. of that's your right. ability to have reproductive rights in this goddamn country. It was, it was never supposed to have to carry that weight mm. for decades, but only because we have refused as a country and let's just put it on Democrats yeah. to like, actually make these things laws that can be protected that can be enshrined that can like we have ceded the ability to legislate anything good in this country 
There have been four Democratic presidencies since Roe was passed. Yeah. Any point, Congress, because there used to be pro-choice Republicans, at any point in those those presidencies, Congress could have written a page-long bill, abortion, reproductive rights shall not be infringed upon in the United States of America, passed through the House, the Senate, and then the president signed it. That could happen today, and it's still fucking not. And it never will. Never will. They, they're going to say, just like they're saying, we're going to save your voting rights. Don't you worry. <laughs> but you know what? They have actually even given that up now. Oh, they're yeah. basically now just saying, like, we think we can now organize. That's oh, been, have you seen that? I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, like, the whole thing now from the White House and Kamala Harris is, I think Kamala Harris' office, but the White House generally, we'll just say that, sure. is that, like, they don't believe they need to pass voting rights. They've said this. They believe that they can out-organize this 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 issue of like voting vote suppression so they're already admitting the gate gig is up and they will not in any way fight for their own voters incredible incredible that should be more of a story i need to find i need to dig yeah. that up. we'll talk about it next week yeah I, I i do remember kamala being like we're gonna get more buses and just yeah. being like oh i, th I think that's cool. basically it yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah great love to hear it um the history of busing this country always works <laughs> <laughs> she should know <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's take a moment yes to look at some evangelical responses to this because i i find it interesting uh you can certainly find the people mm -hmm. that are just like out and out happy to cheer for sure this. but i think there's kind of an interesting moment that's happening where like they're actually playing their hand a little closer to the chest mm -hmm. and maybe this is just the corners that i'm looking at but let's look at the ethics and religious liberty commission um, from the Southern Baptists. And let me just read you this title. Okay. Love of neighbor must include justice for our littlest neighbors. <laughs> no. Shut it down. I'm going to read you this paragraph because I think it is very telling mm -hmm. about how we are not precious enough about how we use our words and we yes. allow these fucks to slip in. Stealing. The language that sh they should never be allowed to touch. Yeah. The measure of any society is how we treat the most vulnerable among us. Our culture is wrestling with justice and how to apply it. Justice and care for the vulnerable must go hand in hand. Various parts of society cry out for justice. Those pleas must be addressed. And yet, my thoughts go to those who have no voice, who cannot raise an objection on their own. Please stop. <laughs> Theologian and ethicist Carl F. Henry said, Christianity ought to be at the forefront of social reform by challenging social injustice, political humanism, and evils. We must oppose all moral evils, society, societal and personal, and point to a better way. This article is about how we really need to get rid of Roe to protect justice for little unborn babies. And it makes me so angry. Yeah. So good. angry that she can cloak this, this author mm. can cloak this mm -hmm. in the language of justice as she is stripping away some of the most fundamental rights from women in this country. Yeah, from 51% of her population. She describes it as a once-in-a-generation opportunity for justice, mm. for a profoundly undemocratic organization <laughs> to take away your ability to control for, your womb. For a cabal of freakish the most freakish pond water motherfuckers yeah the like people of light religious cultists just nine swamp things crawling out just oh my god i it is continue i i just i could quote more things from yeah. this and i might have but one the, or two the more language of it yeah. is maddening and this is why you cannot ever 
give pro-life fucks the out of being like, well, you don't really care about yeah. kids. Mm. You don't really care about women. Mm. All you care about is them having babies. You don't care about how they're raised because they'll they'll take that from you and they'll be like, cool, yeah. And that is what all these pregnancy support centers are about. They're about yeah. cloaking yeah. the stripping of rights and yeah. like, no, no, but we want to do that. We want to care for women. We want to, we just want to tell them that they're murderers if they right. have an abortion. But you know, then we're going to be really nice to them when they do it our yeah. way. Because they'll meet you on those terms. You can't, you have to have to say no. No quarter. No quarter. No abortion quarter. is not murder. Abortion's that's, cool. Abortion is cool and good. Yeah. There um, it is. That's, abortion, that's it. Abortion is a good ass vibe. We've always said that. And I I know that there are people who genuinely believe in justice who struggle with these concepts. And I, sure. just, I just want to speak to you briefly and say, like, it's okay to struggle. It's not okay to allow your struggle to strip somebody's rights or think that that's yeah. possibly a good thing. Yeah. You just can't, you can't do it. You're not on the side of justice uh -huh. if your struggle leads you against that. And you're being ahistorical. Yeah. I, I understand the struggles. I grew up in a pro-life home. Of course. But I need you to, first of all, go back and listen to episode 10. Mm -hmm. And then I need you to do some reading about the history. Yeah, of the and I need you to movement. listen to people smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I need you to go like go read about the history of the pro-life movement. Because yeah. if those things don't convince you that this is like a thing that we need and is okay and legal and moral and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Let me read you this sentence, Zachary. Okay. Abortion does not empower women. Oh. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm going to have to respectfully disagree, but please continue. <laughs> See, here's the thing. It's like, I actually don't think abortion is about empowering women. Right. It's about fundamental rights of women. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Of like, course, of course. Uh, it is, it is, and then she goes on to talk about like, we must create a culture of life where she talks about things like flexible work hours, professional environments mm -hmm. that are conducive for working mothers. Sure. And you know, she doesn't happen to mention raising wages so that people can actually yeah. stay home with kids. Or they free pre-child like, care. These are, these are things that like, the left would value. Of course, we agree with that. And us. that's that's the thing is like that's why you can't give them quarter because they'll yeah. give you the lip service. Right. She doesn't mean it. This author not. doesn't mean it. But don't like, you can't give them any excuse to get rid of abortion. Yeah, you can't yeah. give them any option to say we are against you having rights, mm -hmm. but also we support you. Yeah, you have to be like, no, I'm sorry. At every turn, at every quarter, you are stripping away fundamental rights from human beings, and like, ah, it just blows my mind that it gets cloaked in the language of justice. <laughs> I think that I want to talk about that on a later pod, but the like, I don't know the fact, the complete stripping of like leftist language mm -hmm. by both corporate America and the right America in different ways and in different capacities. It's just, it's really dispiriting. You know, it's how like everybody, all the Democrats said they were pro Medicare for all, but they really weren't. It's except for <laughs> hilarious, except for Biden. And like, you know, the use of Martin Luther King by Republicans, things like that. Like, Oh yeah. That's I don't know, one. man. It just, feels really impossible to have a conversation because leftists will be like, this is what we mean, this is what we're doing. And everyone else is like, great, we're going to take those words mm -hmm. and mean the opposite. And it's like, I, okay. How do you, how do you encounter that? It's a good question. I, I genuinely don't I know. lose. That's yeah. how I encounter it. I get my, we get our asses <laughs> handed to us. Let's just keep losing. It's a thing. Uh, maybe, maybe I do want that AR-15 for everyone. Maybe, maybe we're at that stage of things. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's look at another one. That is a little more special and a little funnier. Uh, this is this is from Christianity Today. Okay. Uh, and it's talking about the Supreme Court case that could overturn Roe v. Wade, how pastors can think and lead well. And this person is basically making an argument mm -hmm. that we have to be pro-life now because we understand science so much uh, more. Yes. It's all about the science. It's about the science. So let me read you this paragraph. 
we know a great deal more about what goes on inside a mother's womb than we did in 1973. Mm -hmm. Scientific and technological advances have given us a front row seat to the miraculous voyage of life that occurs between fertilization and birth. Yawn. Notice the focus on fertilization there. Yeah. At 15 weeks, an unborn baby's heart has already beat more than 15 million times. Doctors can tell whether a baby is right or left-handed based on which thumb the baby prefers to suck. The baby is already beginning to learn favorite foods by tasting flavors from the mother's diet in the amniotic fluid. Moreover, we now know that unborn babies can feel pain by at least 15 weeks. So what's the problem with this, Michael? Most of those things are lies. Yeah, it's all bullshit. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't look up all of them, but specifically the like right or left-handed thumbs, complete yeah. nonsense. Most importantly, though, pain. There is yeah. no evidence to support mm. the idea that a fetus can feel pain. That's been a canard for a while. Weeks. But yet these people, these people love like the most anti-science fucks on the planet. <laughs> the people that will happily tell you that the earth is 5,000 years old and the dinosaur, like Adam was riding dinosaurs. That part's true. <laughs> that, it would be cool if it was. But, uh, but those fucks I know. suddenly become science supporters <laughs> in this moment. To be like, well, we just have to trust science. Bro, you've never believed in masks. Like, yeah. you, you won't get vaccinated. What are you fucking talking about? It is rich. I mean, that, I mean, that's just it, right? Like, they just, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. What do you do? But I think it's interesting that, like, they're not quite crowing. Right. Like, they're not celebrating yet. Yeah. They know. They know that they have the power. They know that they um. won. So now is the moment where they try to make it seem like it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's true. But That's we've been listening to them. If you've been listening to them, mm. you, you will know that they consider every woman who has ever had an abortion a murderer. Yeah. They consider it a genocide. Now, granted, they've never given a fuck about any other genocide no. that has ever fucking happened. But, like, they consider it this this horrible, the great stain upon America yeah. is not slavery for them, but abortion. And the moment that child is born, they don't give a shit about any support structures. Yeah, yeah. They'll lie and tell you that they do, but as they we don't. saw. They'll but lie they and say that this is about supporting mothers, but we know because we see yeah. the laws that their people pass, mm -hmm. that they don't give a shit. But I think it's interesting and worth noting that like... Also, also women who are having miscarriages are going to jail. In oh yeah, this is, this is happening yeah. a lot. And it's not just like... The Nazis are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I find it kind of fascinating that, you know, when they're not winning, they're mm -hmm. screaming. But when yeah. they're winning, mm -hmm. they're using different language. And they won. They've, yeah, they've, they've gonna, already won. Yeah, they're going to keep winning for a while now. And, like, we need to figure out what we are going to do with that. I can't get over, and this is the last time I'll bring it up, I cannot get over Democrats are doing nothing about it. I oh, cannot yeah. get over that the Supreme Court, it is in the new, is in the, the, the lie in New York Times, <laughs> the New York crimes, is talking about the fact that new, it's over. Yeah, it's they ha done. They've said that mm -hmm. in several articles. That they've, they've done a, they've put way too many pro-life things in their fucking opinion column. Oh my but God, the, that the, has been really staggering. Disgusting. But the reportage has been pretty comprehensive and, and decent about this, um, in the sense that you know what's going on. Yeah. So this is public knowledge mm -hmm. in the paper that all those DNC hacks read. And they're doing nothing. They're not even talking about it, man. There's the occasional tweet. But Joe Biden hasn't said a word about it. Chuck Schumer hasn't said a fucking word about it. Most of Congress hasn't said a fucking word about it. Yeah. They could do something about this today, right now. They could just be like, hey, don't worry, fam. I got you. Mm -hmm. It's driving me insane that they're not. And, like, I know why they're not. We talked about why they're not. But it still bugs me. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a fucking issue. And, and it's why, you know, <laughs> voting doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's it's why, like, we're, we're going to need to figure out other solutions. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I don't know what we do. 
It's, it's a very good question. How yeah. we get from here to where we need to be is a big question. Uh, I do think that uh, we live in accelerating times. Yeah. These things are happening fast. They're mm-hmm. not going to stop. Yeah. And the, the water is going to keep getting heated up. And I, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen when it boils over. It's already boiling for most of people. Of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a damn shame that we are in this moment where like, Republicans have been stripping abortion rights yeah. for decades. They have been uh, taking yeah. away the, the rights of poor um, poor people, people of color, and basically anyone who lives in a red state. And we have done fucking all about it. Yeah. We have, we have not even pretended to care. The I Democrats have not even pretended to care. It's literally, okay, they hold the legislative chambers. Mm-hmm. And it, they literally decided that they will just out, and very have a quotation marks, out organize. That's it. Instead of doing what arguably is easier. Mm-hmm in defending the right to vote. And they genuinely don't believe in your right to vote for them even. Yeah. And I think that's like pretty rich. I don't know. I I think like it's a little bit of a black pill episode. You know, you see the riots from last year after George Floyd. You see this happening to voting rights. You see this happening to abortion. I don't know, man. I don't know where that goes. It's a very dark timeline. (laughs) Um, it's not good. I don't know where to point people for hope, uh, except that, you know, we just got to organize yesterday. And yeah. uh, and the labor, are, the labor movement is the only thing that's going to It's very cool. It's, very cool and good. The, the labor movement, people forget this, but, you know, I recently listened to a podcast about all the presidencies. The labor movement's what buoyed FDR, you yeah. know. And, the, and FDR know, had issues, to be clear. Oh, no, no. This is not <laughs> signing off on everything he did. Yeah. A lot of things he did. Honestly, but not everything. Yeah, I mean, you can hear it from both ways. You can think of FDR as like one of the better presidents we've had yeah. in terms of supporting the labor movement, and and or you can think about it about a man who recognized that for capitalism to survive, we needed to take a couple steps back and give us another fifty years of this shit. And I think both things are true. And certainly, you know, we can talk about internment camps. We yeah, can talk about a course. lot of bad things. Of but course. but but uh, I I come down on the side. Maybe I'm a sap, but I come down on the side of that like. If FDR had lived for longer, he would have kept smothering capitalism. Maybe I'm wrong. It's There's, a good question. It's, it's complete. It, that's a different podcast. There are other podcasts about that. There are good podcasts about that. But putting that aside for a second, he's still one of our better presidents. That part's inarguable. And the only way he could even do that, mm-hmm. even as somebody of his pedigree and with the amount of people he had, was a militant labor movement right. at the core of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party had socialists and communists in high positions and in like very obvious spaces at that point. And so I I, I think the only way we are going to get real change in this country is something like the workers just being like, hey, look, <laughs> you can't keep doing this. Yeah. I don't know. That's That's my only source of hope yeah yeah i i do i do think that if we look at the history of change in this country yeah you can almost always tie it to labor movement. that's true and that's true i think there's a lot of work to be done because labor movement doesn't always do the sort of like social programs yeah. that we also need and the protections of, of rights of, of people beyond just their aspect as workers but you can tie it directly to it um it, it might be the only leverage we have honestly at this oh, yeah. point beyond revolution yeah. is, is labor. I, I'm certainly interested in this sort of modern anti-work movement. This, yeah. This uh, things that the Wall Street Journal cries out <laughs> against every night, rends its garments. <laughs> like, I think these things are interesting. They're nascent, but it does present an opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity. Like, people are pissed off about their yeah. jobs. People are pissed off about their wages. People are not ready to go back to how shitty things were mm. before this pandemic uh, at least shook things up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that is interesting and worth exploring further. But in the meantime, just know 
our rights are not going to get any better. No. Uh, and they are going to do everything in their power to return us to a pre-1960s America. They've already done it with things it's like been the, the Voting dream. Act. And, yeah. and, and it has been their stated goal. I mean, we've talked about everyone from like Bruce Ashford, mm, this return to an yeah. imagined past. But there are material conditions of that imagined past yeah. that they are fighting very strongly for. And we see that very clearly in things like voting rights, soon-to-be civil rights, and certainly women's rights. Uh, that makes America a very strange country. It makes yeah. it basically pre an enormous pre-apartheid South Africa, which is yeah. a very weird country with a giant underclass of poor whites, too. It's going to be the weirdest country of all time. I think it really speaks to how, like, we had this moment where certain conditions were improving. Yeah. You're back to the 60s. Like, real real change was happening. Totally. Through blood, sweat, and tears, through mm -hmm. through um, the racial justice movement, through yep. worker strikes, and we trusted Democrats to like see us through that, mm -hmm. and it it took time. But if you don't cut the head off capitalism, it will reassert itself. Yeah. Um, and if it feels like it's losing, it will flee to fascism to protect itself. And we've seen both mm -hmm. uh, as things have gotten worse. So I think it's worth considering. But uh, in the meantime. Hug your friends, yeah. uh, take care of yourselves, and uh, let's get organized because these battles are going to be fought um, yeah. one way or another. We should, before Christmas, record a nice episode. Yeah, it's time. I think I think that's it. It's time. Record an episode about... Maybe find some Kirk Cameron. <laughs> oh, man. You know. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, there, There is that new God's Not Dead movie. I think it's out now. You know, we, we people have been crowing for us to watch the others. Yeah, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it's a thing I want to do, but it will be a good time. <laughs> All right. My name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor. My name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. Follow the pod at shitty underscore pod for all of those shenanigans. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>